Hey everyone, this is John from Simple Talk. I'm super excited to do this episode again from my car driving right now. Um, I wanted to simply talk about change. And I, I, it comes along with a testimony of mine just about how my life is actually run. I wasn't the most popular guy when I'm growing up from school. And a lot of times, all I really probably truly wanted to do was to make friends. So I basically would try to appease my environment. I would try to change myself to really appease the environment. And I couldn't change myself if I tried my best. So I was just, it was not good. So something, my parents always taught me that I should look in the mirror first like she they wouldn't allow me to take the victim round be like they're teasing me they're doing they're doing these things to me or whatever that makes me feel worse than what I was it wasn't like you know they they would tell me and they would esteem me and you know let me know that I was good that I was you know a great guy a great young man and everything like that but then there's no blame like you still have to go home with yourself and you're still enough though so I learned that, but it was a bit confusing as a kid, really, to accept that. But as I grew up, I kind of got the concept of, I'm just me. I, I just definitely, I'm just me. So, but then I started playing the blame game. I started playing the blame game of how others were supposed to be treating me a certain way. And I didn't want them to treat me that way anymore. But... It is not another person's responsibility <laughs> to treat you any kind of way. You are in charge of you. So that was hard for me to take. That took a little bit longer because I felt like people should treat you a different way. And people should. Like, you should be able to communicate that to others and everything like that in a way that is either productive or however you actually deem um, productive for yourself. Um, but I struggled. I struggled because I wanted to play that victim, and I didn't want to call myself a victim either, um, either. But I, I'm, I, I deemed myself like, okay, you gotta, you gotta upgrade your your thinking. And I always knew I was wrong in the sense that, you know, I, I'm not. I want people to treat me a certain way. This is what way it should be, or whatever. People should automatically understand. There was so much conflict inside of me at that time. I was dealing with a lot of issues, a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of feeling a sense of failure because I didn't go to college and um, didn't have a lot of money and I wasn't able to save money to save my life and all this stuff that was on me to, you know, sexual demons, everything, you know, that was happening all at the same time as it does for everyone in life. So mine was just a little bit more honest because I wasn't, you know, someone that would offset these emotions with any kind of substance or anything like that. Not to down anybody that does that, but it just wasn't happening at the time. That or even sexual things were happening to offset. I was just dealing with myself, like just, you know, constantly on myself, constantly putting myself down because you know, I wasn't being treated properly. So I wasn't in a sense trying to blame everybody else, but in, in, unintentionally, I was blaming everyone else for not being treated the way I wanted to be treated. So mainly my main issue was I wasn't really able to be respected as a brother. Like my journey as a brother really started when 
I was a teenager. I was a teenager. I mean, I was a part of um, a pretty prominent church in the area of South Jersey, pretty nice church that I grew up in. Um, First, we moved from Philadelphia from great church and everything, but then we moved um, over to South Jersey um, to a a wonderful church where most of my rearing of church was in it. That's most of... um, that is most of my upbringing when it comes to spirituality Um, and most of my friends come from that era as well so a lot of my brotherhood started and and you talk about teenage men that will that have grown up with one another and everything like that and I I didn't know how to navigate that because I wasn't the normal teenage guy I wasn't chasing girls like that I wasn't you know, I didn't deem myself very attractive at that time. I didn't really dress like to the, you know, to the nines, try to have gear, quote unquote gear or whatever. Like there was things at that time that was pretty popular that I was nowhere near getting because my dad, <laughs> he wasn't having that. He was very tight with money and, you know, it wasn't about clothes or anything like that. It was just, you know, about what you had, you know, which ultimately made me who I am today, which is pretty cool. Um, but I, you know, it wasn't like that, but I did have my friends there, but my transition really happened when, um, you know, I always knew what the brotherhood was. Cause I, like I said, I don't want to diminish the brothers that I grew up as teenage years, but when it got to my latter teenage years, God sent, you know, a couple of special brothers my way that really it was, it didn't seem like there was no requirement on what I wore or anything like that and it wasn't like that before that but I just didn't see I saw that less with the brothers that I attained later in life and that's the thing that's why I want to say this very carefully it wasn't like the brothers that were before wasn't adequate I wasn't adequate enough for them at that time I was still trying to figure out what this thing was and I really was trying to you know I'd still deem those those brothers that I grew up with in teenage years or whatever, I still remember being to my brothers, but, you know, but I didn't connect deeper, um, I connected deeper with the brothers that I attained later on in my, you know, teenage years, like my latter teenage years, so I attained true brotherhood, and I was rocking and rolling in that, and I was feeling good, you know, whatever, but then those brothers, you know, got taken away from me, so I'm going through my whole story a little bit, but I want to kind of fast forward it. It was like, um, it was kind of a turnover in that, in those moments when I was dealing with those brothers of just being yourself, just allowing yourself to be yourself. And the things that were missing, you know, the things that were missing in those things, it was kind of being made up with love and everything. So I really didn't have a lot of, you know, I didn't really have a lot of complaints during that time. It was just a lot, but a lot going on but then those brothers went away to college and you know things transitioned and then I was left here you know to kind of deal with my life and try to transition my life and I was making a lot of bad choices around like 21 22 years old um probably like you know around that time then you know I was transitioned to another church you know I I um I wanted to go and explore and try to find my own you know spiritual footing without the choice of my parents and everything so I transitioned to another church and I started having issues because I just I was so used to that that deep brotherhood and everything like that I wanted to I wanted that brotherhood back 
and I was struggling because I was like, I can't find that particular brotherhood anymore. And this is when I started to activate in, if you don't have what you think you need, you do it yourself. And that is what I tell a lot of folk is if you don't have, like if there's missing pieces and things are not treating you or people not treating you a certain way, don't, it, it makes sense for you to be the one that is the missing piece. It's hard because then it took, it took a while, you know, for me to realize who I was. It was my issue. And then sometimes it runs into other people or whatever, but then my issue was, you know, I wanted somebody to, you know, be this, somebody to reach out to me. I want people to call me this, this, and that, but what, am I that brother? And I was, but then if for the brothers that I wanted to attain or the ones or the, the, the friendships I wanted to attain and stuff like that, I had to activate as myself in those, those relationships or those scenarios. It couldn't be that they, I was treating them or I'm trying to wait for them to, you know, accept who I was. And then, and it, what happens a lot of times is the people that have shown up for you in that time, they get ignored and neglected. So during this time, I wasn't even considering my real blood family. I was trying to appease the, you know, the human nature that was around me, the people that were around me. So I really, that's part of my story. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go extra into it, but I really am here to remind you, not, you know, I guess it sounds like I'm preaching to you. I'm here to remind you that you have to make a choice. Like if you want something around you or whatever, it's not, you have to activate in it and you don't activate in it. If you try to activate it in it aggressively and try to bully people into behavior that, um, is not them themselves, you gotta, you gotta activate and be able to, you, you, you can't do that. That's not going to be accepted. That's not really going to be accepted. It's what has to happen is you have to make the choice to be yourself. And then maybe, just maybe, you will shine enough for somebody else to see who you are for you to be an example. And then don't ignore who's around you that's rocking with you. Oh, you know, don't ignore them or you know, whatever. Because you, you, you got to see the potential in the people that are around you to be able to learn from you and to be able to upgrade with you or, or whatever. And then you have to be willing sometimes to probably drop them off if they're not willing to like upgrade with you. But you got to be patient with people. I think a lot of people in this generation, they just drop people off because it's such a temporary mold on people. Like my friend, I'm real friends today and not friends tomorrow because you're not working to my format. And that's just not fair. There's a lot of different cultures these days. There's a lot of different religious beliefs. There's a lot of different gender identifications. There's a lot of different, you know, sexuality identities, sexual identities. There's a lot of things that are being proposed. And these things are very different. But then you have to be willing to be able to teach and you have, and then on the flip side, there's others. I'm not saying that it has to be accepted because for me, my belief is my belief. But then you have to be willing to know that that's where that person actually is. Like if a person is somewhere where you don't understand it, you have to understand that that person is just where they are and then be patient with it. You don't have to accept it and be disrespected, but then you have a responsibility 
to be able to communicate with said person to be able to like, no, this doesn't really work for me and know where that person actually is. You know, especially if you're a spiritual being and you serve, you know, Jesus, if you serve Jesus Christ, like if you know what it is on a spiritual realm, I, you know, you have to know where people are, you know, on both ends, even if that person does serve Jesus Christ or if they don't, you have to still see them in love. I had a, I had, uh, uh, I had a scenario where, you know, there was one of my good, good, good friends, the sad brothers that was a part of that remnant of brothers that came into my life that showed me what true, true, true brotherhood was. Like I had one of my brothers, he, um, he converted to being a Hebrew Israelite and we had a tough time, um, a tough transition, um, during a time. And we didn't talk for a little while. We didn't talk for a, a good long while. And that hurt me, but the Lord activated inside of me during a, a, a time, a point, a point of contention. And he told me, just love them. And that's it. And sometimes in situations, you just have to love on people. You just have to be able to be willing to love. Like, it's just, it's just time to be who you are. Time to be who you are. Time to teach. Time to be able to just you know, upgrade who you upgrade, who you're going to be. And like I said, you don't have to conform to who somebody else's views for them. You did for you to understand it. You can be able to teach that person, but you got to understand what people are. Like some people, I had to realize I'm not, you know, and I looked so much like a victim, so much more like, okay, I'm going to be passive aggressive towards this person because I want this person to feel the moment. No, they probably, it's probably much worse. They they don't see it at all because you weren't honest. Passive-aggressive is the biggest lie. Being passive-aggressive is the biggest, biggest lie you could ever get. And that was my, you know, that that was my activation. I want you to feel this thing, this and this and that. No, that, that loses respect. So then what you do in those moments is you teach them. You sit down or whatever, but then you teach. The person that's teaching has to be willing to learn in that same moment as well. So they have to have patience and know what to convey and not try to be volatile and try to be aggressive and then just be able to be willing to move forward and then be able to teach. Like if you want those relationships in your life to change or you want new relationships or however you want them to be, you got to be willing to bend, you know, but then you don't have to be willing to bend enough that you're going to, you know, compromise what you want to be or who you want to be. But then you got to be willing to come to a middle situation with who you're dealing with. It's a relationship between two parties and everything. So that's where I am today. It's just time to to acknowledge that when you got to teach, time to acknowledge when you have to learn, time to acknowledge when you have to move forward. All right? All right. A scripture that says, you know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to really be willing to be renewed. Like, it can't be just about somebody else's renewal and you want somebody else to learn. And sometimes we're tended to teach and it's all about that person, but that is not 100% of the time. So we have to make sure that we are ready to be able to teach and receive at the same time. You know, it comes to the teacher first, the one that's teaching. All right. I hope that you gain something from this simple talk and I hope to hear from you give me some feedback if you hit me up on Facebook or text me if you know me personally or however you want to communicate or leave a comment if there's comments that you can leave on 
any any of the podcast platforms, that would be great. I hope you have a great and excellent day, and God bless you.